Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at StayOnTargetPodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about the Game Awards. The Game Awards. Also, if you're listening to this, the day it comes out, yesterday was Thanksgiving. Today's Black Friday. Happy Black Friday. Or are we dropping this early? I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm up for whatever. So you know, so people can listen to it on their uh, on their drives, on their their journeys. I mean, yeah. they could always listen to it on their their journey home. That's true. You know, it's like you got to have something for the way. Let's put it up at, the, the at normal time. Home. Black Friday. This is Black Happy Black Friday. Yeah, welcome to the Friday after Thanksgiving. We're all so full. Actually, I am because we just ate a, a good taco dinner. You know. Yeah, we're actually recording this earlier in the week. That's right. Um, because who wants to podcast on Thanksgiving? Well, also, I think like uh, travel schedules, you and I are going to be in different locations. Yeah, that's, I mean, well, at different, yeah, you know, I different mean, times. I could, I could, you know, take Dee Dee home and then come back here that night. I mean, podcast. that sounds kind of miserable because you will have just gotten done with a massive drive. Yeah, that, that's and, true. Yeah, that's anyway. true. That's true. But spending time with you is not never miserable. That's true. That's true. You're right. You're I'm going right. to lay that out there. Don't cut yourself short here. <laughs> Don't put yourself down, John. But at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, we are recording it early, so yes. that doesn't have to happen. That's true. You know? That's true. Um, so if we want to hang out that night anyway, we can just hang out. No yeah, podcast true. required, you know? You know what we should do? What, John, What should okay. we do? This would be full circle. And I don't know where you're, how you're going to feel about this. Okay. <laughs> what if? Bracing myself. And I think we can do this online. We don't even have to do it. In person. Okay. Let's finish Gauntlet. Oh, man. PS4 on Thanksgiving Ooh, that'd night. be fun. That would be fun. Yeah, because we could do it online from my house We played it like three years in a row now Yeah. on Thanksgiving Day Yeah. and not beaten it. Yeah. The only question I have is where is my game save? Like, I've had the PS Plus since then, but is it in the cloud automatically from your console or is it tied to your, your save? And I was just like, oh, here's an ad- added character. That's I mean, a great question. I'm really not sure. We will have to experiment. I do have it downloaded to my console. What, did you have? Like, I'm ready up- for this. Upgrades man. and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I did. I did a decent number. Okay. I'm gonna get on my console. Me and the elf, you know. And I'll figure out if it's there. The I may elf. need to. I may need to log in as you mm. and upload the save. Mm. Is probably what I think is yep. gonna have to yep. happen. That might. That might. That might say do it. Um, but yeah, elf needs food badly. The whole game. Yeah, everything except for the last battle. Like we couldn't win the last battle. Which I should we should upload it anyway, just so you don't have to start from scratch on your console. A hundred percent. Um speaking of like gauntlet esque type things, I've been thinking about picking up and I've been debating it for a really long time. The Diablo uh thing for yeah. Switch. Yeah, did you do it? I haven't done it yet. Okay. I, I am considering like I am cons- like <laughs> That and like Pokemon Let's Go just came out, and I'm I like, know. I feel like Pokemon Let's Go is gonna be more relaxing, so I'm thinking I'll probably <laughs> do that one first, yeah. you know. Um, dungeon crawling can be relaxing, you know, just hordes of enemies, yeah, like a go in yeah, a gauntlet esque yeah. type of a, a way. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, but it is a loot grind at the same time, so right, right. So, yeah, anyway, the uh, the old Let's Go uh, Pikachu might happen first, so nice, anyway. I um, uh, we're just kind of in the what, what are we up to this week, <laughs> yeah, so I uh, I downloaded. Uh, Final Fantasy 13 to my console. Yes. So that I can uh, start replaying through that. Um, and I realized, I don't know, I guess I never played uh, Lightning Returns. Really? So, yeah. So, so you uh, never finished the Lightning Trilogy? No. So oh. I uh, I bought and downloaded that. Well, I haven't downloaded it. I bought it on sale. It's on sale right now. There's a ton of sales right now. Yeah. 
We'll talk about that later. Well, we will talk about it a little bit of it later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, that's the thing. Like uh, they've like I feel like everybody this year has started their sales super early. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, oh all the sales, all the Black Friday sales, they're dropping now. And it's like, well, is it is this like the ultimate? Is it or is the price going to go down even more on like actual Friday? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a yeah, weird so one. So that's the th- um, and I guess it's different. It's 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 interesting. Um, so uh, I was recently have like uh, talking to. Uh, someone I work with, and, it, and it's it's this concept of that I hadn't really thought of before. And you have to decide as a marketer or as you know the the business owner: Are you by releasing earlier, are you creating more sales, mm. or are you just moving your sales forward? Mm. So, like, say you release you know your game, um, and uh, you're, you you have your sale on Black Friday, mm-hmm. and you start two weeks before Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Well. And you you get five thousand sales. Would you have five had five thousand sales anyway? But mm-hmm. they would have just been later and in yeah. a shorter amount of time yeah. with less effort. Or are you like mm, that's a good are question? Are you getting more? Would you have only had yeah, three thousand more volume because you went early? Or it's like a great is question. it is it literally the, the people who buy would buy and yeah. then like it doesn't matter when? Because then it's the question of resources. It's like well, how much you know marketing power and and ad uh, money are you spending to? create this extra that's a good call buzz you yeah, know like is call. it worth it is it a trade-off the uh the other thing that i'll lay down there is i have not purchased some things like that i've been like i probably would purchase that if it was if it was friday like if it yeah. was the day oh. of thanksgiving if it was black friday yeah. i'm i'm gonna buy some things yeah they're already on sale right now why haven't i bought them yet yeah because well exactly okay so yeah so like what does it matter that they started two weeks early exactly because i didn't buy would you have bought them anyway later if yeah. they were available only for a week probably yeah. So then it's like, is it worth it to spend the? Well, and I'm sure they mm. like the, at least you know like the Xbox store is it put into but like GameStop right. right is. I mean like they they've sent like mailers like they're doing like they're you know newspapers lots of I'm seeing like Facebook ads Instagram yep. ads yep. all over the place yeah <laughs> mm, it's wild man I feel crazy? like this is the first year though isn't that a crazy philosophical it question? is it really is. and it's like obviously there's people like gonna be crunching the numbers oh yeah I'm sure like, and it's like some, next year we'll find out there's some math genius out there right now who knows the answer to that well, like I also think like there's people who are projecting it and then we'll actually find out what it is like next year and see if they do it again next year because yeah. if they do it again next year it's like oh obviously it was a success yeah it's like you're the, not going to do something like that was a, a, a failure complete failure and lost you a bunch of money two years in a row yeah it's like all the stores opening on uh thanksgiving so like yeah that was a frenzy for a while for like three and years like, well and like everyone was opening now it's only like specific stores yeah. that they know and can prove that it worked yep uh, everyone else is like, no, that wasn't worth it. <laughs> right, right. Well, and I also think like those uh, those stores like that um, are like do open like on Thanksgiving. A lot of the times, like they were the ones that would have like the like they're they're kind of do everything stores. So yeah. it's like the vault, like somebody yeah, it's like who's Target, Best Buy. Yes, yeah, so, but like some upper end like clothing store. It's like well, they're not seeing you know people aren't gonna, like going to clothing shopping right. w- whenever they've just eaten a turkey and a half. You sure. know, it's like well, that's not like, that's not whenever I'm like let me go grab some jeans. If you I'm going to stay up all night and shop, do I am I going to stay up all night and shop for clothes or am I going to yeah. stay up all night and shop for a TV? Yeah, it's like that's not the time that I really want to like be looking in a mirror and going how is my you know how do these pants fit me yeah. right now? Is after I've had fourteen pieces of pie. <laughs> 
oh yeah oh whatever, yeah definitely you know? for sure. i'm not, like, I'm not shopping for clothes that day <laughs> the uh the the sleepy tryptophan from the the turkey is kicking in at that point i'm like i don't good know how I, I don't know how i look in this jacket you it know does, <laughs> whatever it does, it does feel pretty good to be uh be off work though i love the the uh, thanksgiving holiday it's awesome um get to you know and and it's it's one of those things where it's like christmas where basically like you're off work and like and it's not like the vacation where like okay you're off work but then there's still stuff going on yeah and you're going to come back to a big mess you know yeah. which that you know really happens but you know what i mean yeah. like you come back and like oh well i got to catch up on things right, right there's nothing to catch up on yeah the world doesn't continue spinning no. like whenever you're you off you go back you're like holidays. oh everyone's everyone's still in the same we're still in the same spot we were last time cool right well and obviously like you know it's it's different for people in the in the service industry it's it's worse this, this oh, yeah. time of I year mean, it's like yeah, you know well, Didi, my wife works in retail so that's completely different <laughs> yeah it's you like know, I used but, to, I used so i understand i get it i get it <laughs> yeah um, but, uh, and, and the working on, you know, Thanksgiving and, you know, like all yep. that, I get it. Uh, I'm speaking from my perspective, but just, <laughs> just selfishly, you're Self, like, this is I, awesome. I, I, it's, it's great. <laughs> I love it. Um, this week I've also like been playing a lot of Fortnite. We talked about that last mm, week yeah. and like, we talked about how like we were gonna have to play catch up in order to get like, get to the top of the battle. Yep. I, I've done the yep, math. Yep, yep, yep. I think I miss it. I think like, even if I play oh, like every man. day. Get all the dailies, do all the challenges. I think I miss it by like maybe five or six tiers. Yeah, and it's like that's like every day. Where, where are you like at right getting now? It. Um, I'm over halfway. I'm like at sixty five or so. Like at this point, like yeah. and so it's like I'm approaching some of the like the the ones where I'm like, oh, I really would love that. Really would love that. But yeah. I really don't think I'm gonna make it to the top. The one thing that's in this battle pass that's up in that top like top 10 tiers it's like ah the, the final skin that's cool it's a it's a werewolf yeah awesome but like aside from halloween like i don't know that when i'm gonna want to pull this out <laughs> right um and at this point like i have a ton of skins in fortnite and i'm just like i just hit random and yeah. like let it ride you yeah. know it's like oh who am i this time um it's like oh, i'm the aviator pilot this time sweet uh but like the the uh the one that i want is like within those last 10 tiers is the original start menu music mm. and they've locked it behind this battle pass <laughs> and it's like i would pay you legit money to get something that i had before for free yeah but now it's in this battle pass and i'm like ah, i don't know yeah. you know it's like i that's the one thing where i'm like ah, i really wish i had that music then again i guess i could just google it like i could just like oh here let me hit a youtube video of that start menu from yeah. back in the day so i don't know what's crazy to me about fortnite is and I, there's a skin actually like available right now that i'm gonna grab the uh the dark bomber um but the uh the crazy thing to me is like the skins are all like so complex and like so crazy now yeah. and so cool like well, I mean, before it was like, okay, I have to get this one because it's so cool and mm -hmm. so different. And now they're like, they're all so wild and crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, unless I really, really like, I'm not going to freak out over a skin unless yeah. I really, 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 really want it. Yeah, unless like, like oh, this is, this is like 100%. I'm nev never going to change into this skin for another like four yeah. months or whatever. Well, like I haven't, I, I literally, I mean, I get other skins and play with them, but like my go-to skin is the Bright Bomber. I'm yeah. Like, okay. So I this love makes the sense skin, that so you want to. So let's get the Dark Bomber. Yeah. That'll be my go-to skin. Yeah, it's like, oh, do are you in a bright mood or are you in a dark mood today? You know, it's <laughs> yes. like, what's the what's the state of Chris's uh, Chris's well-being? You the know, many it's moods like, of George Costanza. Is he very angry? Oh my gosh, dude, that episode. This morning mist. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, it reminds me also <laughs> of all of Jerry's T-shirts, like oh, that yeah. he has named and stuff. Golden Boy. Yeah, he's he's Golden Boy because he goes out there and he plays every game. <laughs> 
I love it. It's the sun, oh. baby blue. Baby blue. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, um, but yeah, that's what I, I, I've been playing that, and then obviously Red Dead Redemption, like still chipping my way through that, which is hilarious because like so many people that that we know like are so far through this game, and I'm like, I'm I'm now at the point where I'm like, actively I'm kind of like, oh man, do I need to like, do I want to just like kind of forge ahead? And see what happens, but I don't think I'm going to. I think I'm just resisting it. I'm just like, hey, if I'm having fun just wandering around, <laughs> I'm just gonna do that. Oh, with Red Dead? Yeah, with Red oh, Dead. Yeah. Like it's like yeah, I, we, I mean, we 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 were talking over dinner all the stories. I don't we won't belabor the point here on the show. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's just so many, so many stories and so many like and so many stories of like it's just like, oh man, like it's funny, there's stories inside the game, and then there's stories about how how you're playing the game. Right, right. Um, that fascinates me. And I think that's honestly like, even though like, so, you know, sometimes it's like, well, the the saves are all like crazy and like, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. There are some pain points with this game, but with I, the but user this experience. Is the thing, though, I feel like that that's part of the story, and like, I don't mind those things. It's like, well, that's part of my experience. You know, like that was part of the fun of it. But what that sounds like to me, Chris, <laughs> is whenever people were claiming that the jank was part of the charm of PUBG. You know, <laughs> it's just not. I mean, in a different way, though. This is just like. <laughs> No, it, it's it, 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 <laughs> graphic quality is <laughs> yeah. different from me not understanding or not keeping track of the game systems. Right, and like, oh yeah, I, did, <laughs> I forgot to save, and now I'm out like and now four I have to hours. Replay. You know, I either have to get, stay where I am, yeah, or I have to replay in a, an hour and a half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean that's like th- those those things, and then like there's there's just basic kind of kind of small pain points that sort of thing. But it's like it's never enough to pull me out of the no. game. Like I'm I'm constantly just going. I want to play more of this game. Yeah, yeah, so, for like, sure. Like none, of, I, like that's the thing. I don't care. That's why it's like, like such a masterpiece. Like because it's like despite all of these like small little like pin pricky things, there's like I totally get if somebody's like, hey, this you know some of these things are very just not for me. I'm like, okay, I get it. I understand you're just not that type of, type of person. But it's like at the same time, despite all of those needles, I'm still like going back every every time I, yeah. I get a chance. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like it's such a behemoth. Like I don't know how how necessarily they'd make it another way sometimes with like some of that stuff. I'm like. <sighs> I mean, I mean, at this point, because like it's a domino effect. You change one thing, yeah, and it affects this thing, yeah, and then it affects, you know, just like oh, yeah. you just go down the line. Makes sense. Makes sense. It's a I spider mean, web. And that's like that's I don't know. The, the Red Dead is is a fantastic game, and so if you haven't haven't played it or like. That's the other thing. Is like I don't know if you just don't have time to play very much game, many games. It's like I don't know. Like you'll love this game still. I feel like because like I'm only at the end of chapter two now, and uh, and it's like I'm still really having a great time. And it's like I had a great time for the like in the first 10, 15 hours of the game. It's like I don't know. I feel like it's some games are only ten hours, fifteen hours long, uh, even in, of themselves. So yeah, um, I don't know. There's so much there, dude. Well, I've already spent more time, at least like according to the Xbox app, I've spent about fifty something. Hours. I've spent more time playing this game than I spent at the entire first game. That blows my mind. I've, I've put, I think I've had a hundred hours in the first game. I grand had, total, all said and done, like I mean, it's hundred percent the game. I think I had a hundred hours. That's funny because I hundred percented it in about forty hours, and the with if you add on uh, Undead Nightmare, I had about fifty hours. There were it. whole nights though where I would literally just like sit in a field and like hunt, you know, where it's like, I'm just like sneaking around through the bushes, which this game, similar situation. Um, but it's like, obviously like this one is a little bit more in depth than that because like you have to continually like go back. You can't just like, you don't have an infinite pouch to store all of these, uh, these things in that you're collecting. Like I haven't I, done any of the, the, uh, the legendary pelts yet. Ooh, 
I will say I stumbled into the legendary buck, and you should definitely do that one. You stumble. I thought you. I thought you had to track them. Well, you do, but like I stumbled into its area, and I was just like, oh. I guess I'll do this now. Like, ah. and so I, then I did it and then you get to craft something out of it that gives you a certain yeah. perk. Yeah. And that has helped me so oh. much since then. The outfit then. gives you a perk? No, there's like a, uh, you go to the, uh, the fence and he gives you like a little artifact, um, with, with a piece of some of these, uh, legendary animals and like they give you like a gameplay perk. Interesting. And that gameplay perk has helped. Huh. Well. A lot. Now I'm going to go after all the legendary. Thanks, John. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was it was a great time. Like I've done a, I've done like three of them at this. I'm point. I'm gonna have to go after four. them all now. And uh, and they're they're all fun. So yeah. Hmm. There's also legendary fish. I haven't figured out how that happens yet. So. I know where they're at. I don't know. I know where one of them is at. I don't mm. know where any of the other ones I've are. I've run into a couple of them, mm. or the areas at least. Mm. I like it. I like fishing as well. Fishing in that game is fun. Yeah. It's not it's, hard. It's not hard. It's very relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chris. Yes. We actually have some news. The news. The news. Uh, there's one piece of, of news, and then I wanted to talk a little bit about like some of the, the like Black Friday kind of stuff going yeah. on. Um, but the one piece of news is, uh, and I'm, I'm looking at this article from IGN, written by Adam Bankhurst. Um, it says, "Telltale's The Walking Dead development." is underway with previous team members. Um, and the article says Skybound, who purchased uh, Telltale's The Walking Dead um, to finish the final season. It's Robert, Robert Kirkman's uh, company. Um, has announced that the previous uh, that it and previous members of Telltale's games uh, are working on The Walking Dead, the final season, and they resumed development efforts today. Like, or that was a couple days ago, so this was... So this uh, week. Yeah, this week. And so, yeah, so that's all happening. Uh, the statement from uh, Skybound and Robert Kirkman says, Thank you for your patience while we worked with Telltale to take control of Telltale's The Walking Dead. It's been a ton of work logistically and legally to get us to a place where we were able to roll up our sleeves and get to actual work. After Telltale shut its doors, the game was unfortunately unable to be worked on, and hence the release dates for episodes three and four have been delayed. Obviously. That's me yeah, adding obviously. Yeah. Um but we're excited to let you know that many of the talented, uh, passionate team members who originally worked on the game are resuming development efforts today. Uh, soon we'll be announcing release dates for the remaining two episodes. It's likely that the previous seasons of the game may actually be unavailable to purchase for a few days as we transition, but don't panic! We'll have everything back online ASAP, and if you've already purchased Season 4, you will not have to pay again. Future episodes will be available to download as soon as they are released via your original point of purchase. Yeah, I think like they are like that happened earlier this week on Steam. Some of the games started uh, coming down, but they'll be back up. Yeah, um, that's cool. I mean, I'm glad that they're uh, number one going to be able to finish the the game that they started. Yep, um, and that um, members of uh, the team are working with Skybound, which is awesome. It's fascinating to me. <laughs> There's a couple things here. Like it's fascinating to me, like how that all shook out. Where it's like, okay, well, we closed this one studio, and this other studio bought the IP, and now has hired a lot of the previous team members. And like the first thought I had was like, so Telltale couldn't have approached Robert Kirkman and Skybound before they were like I at mean, that point and be like, hey, can you buy this from us? You know? Yes. I mean, the answer is yes. They could have. Like, or without belaboring the point that we've yeah. already made in multiple shows, right? We're talking about gross mismanagement. Yes. You know, like, <laughs> so sure, that sounds like a no-brainer at this point, but yeah. like, 
it also sounds like a no-brainer to do a million other things that they did. That's right. You know, that's right. They, they didn't do wrong. Uh, right. The the other thing like there is like, hey, I'm happy that like, hey, if some of these people hadn't like gone out and, and uh, found other other jobs, like other work and the development uh, place, like, hey, now they're working on the game that they started. And that's amazing from an artistic standpoint of like, hey, I started this game. I want to finish this game. Yeah. That's awesome. And then uh, as well as like, hey, now you're now you're back to work. Well, I mean, and we don't know when Skybound really started, like, approaching people about doing this. Like, yeah. we heard about it, I mean, within a couple of weeks afterwards, which, yeah. I mean, they could have already had those conversations going by the time they made that. I'm sure they did yeah. by the time. Because they, I think even in their press uh, release, when they announced it, they said, we've already reached out to, you know, a lot of former devs. So, I, yeah. honestly, I, I think that probably went pretty quickly, a lot quicker mm-hmm. than we feel like it did or seemed like it did yeah and i guess like legally they mentioned like oh we've jumped through a lot of hoops financially and legally and like all this it's like legally i would imagine like you're just, as soon as you can sign all the the papers like dot all the i's cross all the t's like let's get this going you know but at that point it's like that has, does take time whenever this this company's going through like selling off all of its yeah. properties and like bankruptcy and like figuring out what do they owe xyz and there's a lawsuit and it's, so like there's a lot of things yeah. that had to like happen before it's like okay we can announce that this is happening that's Definitely. So, resume work. Yeah, and I like, and I and I totally get it from even like you know, from a branding standpoint. If you're if you're Robert Kirkman, and um, your brand, your game is associated with this whole the way this whole thing went down. Yeah. Um, wanting to number one get your IP back so that you can make these or finish these, but also like kind of remedy the situation in terms of your own game and your own mm-hmm. IP, and uh, be like, well, number one. Like we're gonna actually finish this for the consumer. Like if if you know, because at the end of the day, every every company is built for the consumer. Yeah. And so like if they're there to to, to uh, serve the consumer, then okay, well we need to give these people who bought the rest of the game mm-hmm. the rest of the game. Yeah. And along the way, also like hey, let's let's uh, um, let's employ some of the the people who were affected by this. Yeah, um, we were talking about how hard it would be to pick up without some of those people before. It's like that would be almost a unimaginable task of yeah. like, hey, let's just wander in here, have know nothing about any of the uh, the systems or the engine or whatever, and like yeah. <laughs> that game would not come out for a long time. So I mean, it makes me wonder. You know, we talked about um, uh, EA's agreement with Star Wars, and that that's right. I, there's some kind of clause in there that they talked about, or that uh, Lucasfilm referenced, Disney referenced. Um, that uh, was basically if if EA does damage to the Star Wars brand, yeah, that's right. Then they can get their IP back. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't. It doesn't sound like that. Uh, that clause was in um, the deal with uh, the Walking Dead and Telltale, but like mm-hmm. it should have been. You it like, should have been. I mean, <laughs> you think about like how tightly Disney holds on to like their IP, sure. and it's like yeah. to like farm out this development to somebody else. It's like we're trusting you. If you don't do <laughs> if it, you screw it up. If you screw this up, we're we're coming for you. Which they you almost know, did. Which they almost did. Uh, Battle Battlefront Two. Listen to those podcasts. That conversation. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I mean, like this. It, it's fascinating to me that like this had all happened. And it, like took this long to get here. I'm happy that we're here. It's uh, exciting that Robert Kirkman is like. I want like I don't want the Walking Dead and these people like <laughs> I, like Walking Dead hurt these people you know it's like I don't want those two things like these things that I created to yeah. hurt all of these people yeah. I don't want that thing to be the but narrative. It was never it was never the IP it was just it's the association like yeah. well like if, if if for instance it never got finished mm-hmm. it would forever be remembered as 
the game that took down basically Telltale, yeah, and that never got finished because of Telltale, yeah, and is always associated with Telltale, yeah. Now he gets to like finish, finish not only the literal story, right. but the story of reclaim the that game. narrative. Yeah. Be like, hey, we're 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 at the very least like making it as like better. It's maybe not like perfect, but it's better. <laughs> yeah, it's a better situation than if I didn't do this. Right, right. Which is which is obviously like you know awesome of him to, to yeah. be like hey i'm taking this um black friday chris yeah there's lots of sales lots of sales so we're not going to run down any of them <laughs> <laughs> i mean like nothing specific but like man check, check out the black so um i i bought a few games um over the weekend on uh xbox um i was looking at some games i think i still have some that we had some some money from something I think it was the E3 PlayStation. Sony, yeah. 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 Uh, I had it in my uh, my PlayStation account, so I'm like, hmm, what can I spend 20 bucks on uh, that's on sale right now? If you have 20 bucks to spend and you, you don't have access to God of War, which obviously you've borrowed my copy, my physical copy of yeah, God yeah, of War, yeah. so like you don't need to buy it. But if you have 20 bucks and a PlayStation, buy God of War. It's like $21 right now, like with tax or whatever. It's, it's like That's a ridiculous price for like one of the best games of the year and like one of my favorite games in like my memory like it's 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 up there and like i don't know if it's top 10 or whatever but like i haven't really sat down and done that list and updated that list in a minute but it's way up there and so 20 bucks for that game it's like oh that's a no-brainer yeah i mean yeah and it's that way all the way across the the spectrum like there's uh um even a uh i think there was a walmart deal i saw earlier today that was a uh two hundred dollars for PS4 and Spider-Man blows my mind. That's insane. I saw like uh, there's a couple of times uh, places there you can get an Xbox One X, so the most powerful console on the market, uh, for like uh, uh, I think three ninety nine, so like a hundred bucks off. Yes. And so it's like you know it's really and it, uh, that it. It could potentially be stacked with in addition to like a trade in, like if you had like an Xbox to trade in, yeah. and be like oh that's a hundred bucks for that you know Xbox off of, at GameStop or whatever, and then you buy this you know three hundred dollar. Um, Xbox One X if you if you were yeah. able to you know it's like that's there's like crazy deals like that that are going on where it's like man this is intense yeah and what like honestly I I think the digital sales are probably my favorite because like you number one yeah. you can just like download them on your console you don't have to go out and you know get in the crazy Black Friday shopping I remember the first time that we went out and got into the the shop it was like it, the uh, it was the first time that Walmart opened at like midnight on a uh, on a black friday it was and we were in ducoin um i mean i remember going whenever walmart opened at four and we went down like oh well it wasn't midnight it wasn't yeah that's right it was four yeah and then like we went in there and it was like oh like we got like a a tv or something like that like uh, catherine bought a tv it was like a smaller tv and it was like a flat screen tv it was super cheap but like man like that was wild so that may have actually been midnight so i think we used to go whenever it was uh if I remember right, we originally started going whenever it was like it would open at four. Yeah. To get flash drives. <laughs> yes, we did to get thumb flash drives. drives. Like for minuscule amounts of space, used to be insanely expensive. Way too expensive. Yeah. I mean, whenever yeah, yeah. we were in college, um, which That's wasn't hilarious. that long ago. No, not but too like, long ago. I mean, I, I would love. To, I I need to go find some of those and be like, how much space is actually? Because we're not even talking a gig. What's funny is like we're the not first, even talking gigabytes. The first thumb drive that I ever had was two hundred and fifty megabytes. 
and it was like a giveaway at like a convention where it had like somebody's logo uh-huh. like, that, like emblazoned clear, on it. It had like clear kind of outside on it. That's right. Yeah. It had like a, that uh, one like, ate my paper. Yeah, it's like that one never worked right. <laughs> it's like, well, clearly this was like a bad giveaway because like now whatever's branded on there, I'm like, I hate this thing now because like, yeah. you know they ate my ate all my stuff. But seriously, like <laughs> I mean, we just go like, hey, I'm gonna get up at four a.m. to go get yeah. a Sandisk. Uh, uh, flash drive for like I don't, I don't even, I don't know ten if bucks. I don't know if that's a thing anymore. I don't even know if flash drives are on sale at at Walmart. I anymore. do. I did get on Amazon around this time of year, last year uh, for my Switch. I got oh, the mini, yes. uh, the mini Sandisk uh, yep. uh, drive because like that's where like the storage has gone to these like mini itty bitty mini SD cards, yeah. right? The yeah. SDXC cards or whatever Which they is are. Better than what Sony did with the Vita and had the proprietary. proprietary. Uh, memory card that never went on sale but like the the, as you get up in the uh (laughs) upper large storage amounts like it can hold up to like supposedly like two terabytes or whatever of a of a flash drive like the two terabyte flash drives are not like economical for anyone to purchase the micro sd yeah the micro sd cards like they're not like they have they're so expensive yeah at that like level of storage yeah that like they're no one's gonna buy them right now but like I bought like a 256 gigabyte one last year for like super discounted price. Yeah. So like it still sort of happens with uh, uh, digital storage. Yeah. Um, speaking of Red Dead, I bought the first Red Dead Redemption on Black Friday. That's right. I think it was the year that it came out. Yeah. I bought it because I, I wanted it that entire year. Yep. Um, and uh, Dee Dee and I had just gotten married. And if I'm, if I'm remembering right, um, and uh, I was like, well, I, I know it's going to be on sale on Black Friday, so I'll wait. So I waited for Black Friday. Blows my mind. And man. yep, it was uh, sure enough, it was half off, thirty bucks it's instead awesome. of sixty at Walmart. Went to Walmart, grabbed a copy, and my life was forever changed. The like after college, post college uh, life, getting back into video games like was so interesting because like we were into video games yeah. before, co- and then like college just dominated all of our time. And yeah. like I feel like I skipped like there was a generation or so that I skipped. Yep. Because like. Just college, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, man. I don't, you know, we could college cast. We'll talk about that sometime. <laughs> man, that'll be main topic. Um, but, yeah, go out get your Black Friday deals. Uh, I did see a somewhere on some ad, $25 uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I was like, oh, man, that's, that's a really good price for, like, a really brand new game. game that I really would like to play. But then it's another 100-hour some odd game that you just throw under the pile for me. Yeah. So, um, yeah. The Game Awards. The Game Awards. 2018. Right. So the, we're going to run down all the nominees and kind of talk through the... Uh... Now you say all of the nominees, but there are also like esports categories that we are not going to go over. I'm going to go over all of them, John. You're going to go over all of them? No, I'm not going to okay. go over any of those. Because okay. like those, those, I just like, I... I... Have very little. I could. I could nod. Like as you read them, I would nod, and I would be like, "I don't know any of these people or, or whatever." So, yeah, I don't um, really. I don't really have a uh, like a, an opinion on any of them because I don't yeah. know who they are. All right. So, um, so if, if you don't know, the Game Awards uh, that these happen every December. Um, they used to be on like Spike TV, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Now it's moved primarily online, and um, it's run by Jeff Keighley. And all the awards are voted on by uh, news outlets who review games and have played all these games. And if um, you know they, there's a category that they haven't played, they don't um, vote and all right. that kind of stuff. And so uh, 
They say you have to have at least played like I think uh, like three of the five or three of uh, three games in order to nominate ones. Like that's right, how. Right, the, right. Then They're, in order to uh, actually vote, you have to play all like have played and have an opinion about all of them. Yeah. So, in a uh, and the they're also letting you, the viewer, and the game fan vote online at. Um, well, it says thegameawards.com. Thegameawards.com. Yes. Yep. So, and I'm uh, not sure how that like all tallies together because obviously, like if you have multiple accounts, you can vote like multiple times. You can also vote via Twitter. You can also vote via either for the first time I saw you could vote via uh, your Discord server. Like if you could get join the uh, the Game Awards Discord server, you can vote on categories that way. I mean, if it works, you could vote on Alexa. I saw in certain categories. If it works the same way it has in the past, I think what they said was basically like. The fan vote, it like all goes together into one f- overall fan vote. Gotcha. So and it's like one as, media outlet, basically. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. like, it, it, for instance, the fan vote that we all collectively vote on holds as much weight as, say, IGN's vote. That makes sense. That makes so, sense. Which is cool. Yeah, that's really It's a cool. way for you to participate. Yeah. Um, and, but it also doesn't mean this is going to be like just mob rule. Right, right. <laughs> it's like categories. literally whoever has the most, uh, the most like. <laughs> People who are dedicated to putting bots together and yeah. you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's let's walk through it from just. We'll, we'll start with the uh, the big ones and we'll move to the uh, like through the categories. But game of the year, yeah. As a side note, uh, I do like the game awards are, are super nice. Like it's it's a uh, they strive to be kind of the Grammys or the 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 Oscars of the games industry in kind that of, way. Yeah, they're very different in the presentation because they have like tr- game trailers that play during the actual awards show rather than having like performances or anything like that. Like it's it's a really unique thing to the games industry, and it's like yeah. it's both half media event and half like awards show. Yeah, where it's it, like it's, it's it's a weird one. It's not really so. I think the thing that's more like the Grammys are the Dice Awards. That makes sense. Which are the developers voting on, like that's they're voting on the the, the industry is voting on the industry. That makes sense. This is more media outlets and fans, like from an outsider's perspective. So mm. like, I, I guess what this would be more like, in a way, is like the People's Choice Awards, but not even really like it's it's kind of this like weird. We don't, yeah. I don't. I don't think there's another version of this anywhere. Yeah, it's, the, yeah, because you're right. Because yeah, you're right. Because leaving like the Grammys, oh, it's like it's music industry people voting yeah. on music industry things. Like, and, yeah. and then Oscars are the Academy, which is made up made up of filmmakers and like people who are in that industry, and yeah, voting on films. So yeah, that's yeah, that's interesting. That it's like, hey, this is media outlets. <laughs> yeah, it's like if if uh, Entertainment Weekly was like you know putting on you know able to vote right. in like an awards show or whatever. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I like it. Like it's, it's a good. great, it's a great thing. Like I said, it's it's unique in that like there's this like the, in the awards show, it's this dual sided like, hey, we're uh, you know announcing these awards as well as showing new game trailers. You know, yeah. it's like that's such a weird like cross of uh, of things. It's like oh, this is like looking back at the last year. This is looking forward for the next four. Yeah, I mean it's cool like getting the chance at in December. Basically, like we're talking six months after E3 to get some news about some games, possibly yeah. get some new game trailers, some reveals, that type of thing. And nothing, I mean, nothing at the game awards has ever been mind blowing. Uh, like it has at E3, but like it's, it's nice to have something to look forward to in this time. And it kind of like lets you know, like going into the holiday season, gift buying and all that kind of stuff. What are the best game? What, 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 what is the industry talking about? Yeah. Rather than like before it used to be, you know, you just have to pay attention to 
Polygon and IGN and all Kotaku the individual sites. Like there was no Giant rundown Bomb and yeah. yeah, like all these places to be like, well, well what are the, what's the consensus about what are the best games? Mm-hmm. Well, now like we have, they've all nominated these games in these categories, so you can kind of like say, hey, these are the this year's best games. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're gonna dive in, and yep, uh, we won't like go crazy with uh, our analysis, but we will talk about them. Mm-hmm. So, game of the year, the big one. Recognizing, you know, I say we start here. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay. I say we just start with the big ones and then kind of like go on down. We may move faster as it goes. Game but. of the year. Recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. The nominees are Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Celeste, God of War, Marvel's Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World, and Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm. It's a crazy lineup, dude. It's, it's wild. And it's, it's also wild that I've played all but two of these. Yeah, Assassin's Creed and Monster Hunter. Yeah. I, only, I haven't played uh, God of War yet or Celeste. I need to play Celeste. I've been wanting oh, to play so Celeste good. all year. So good. I just haven't like buckled down and like done it. It's so good. Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> without playing Assassin's Creed or Celeste, this, this is where it gets hard to like yeah. comment on. I'm like, my, my experience with Spider-Man and Red Dead Redemption 2, like honestly, like, yeah, they deserve to be on this list. Two of the best games um, that I've played in a long time. And I fully believe that, you know, God of War, Celeste, Assassin, I won't really want to play all of those. And mm-hmm. the only one that doesn't, like, speak to me is Monster Hunter World. But it, it was Capcom's, um, I think it was their highest, their their most sales of a game ever. Yeah, like, whenever originally, like, whenever it came out, it was, like, the most concurrent players, too. And it's, like, a multiplayer game. It stands out on this list for a number of reasons. Um because it's like multiplayer, like partially multiplayer, it's the only one on here that has like mm. a big multiplayer component. Yeah. And it's also like there are six things here. I think there are usually five. So like, I don't know. It's it's wild that that, that like, I don't know. It, it just seems like with the outlier here, it's not nominated for very many other things, whereas all of these other games are nominated for like multiple, multiple things. Yeah. So it's interesting that that one's on there to me. But I think what's crazy is that... It, it, by all respects, like uh, Aaron, who's been on podcasts before, he yeah. loves that game. So. Yeah. I think it's funny, like, I mean, if you were telling me early in the year, like, hey, what else would be on this this list? Like, I would have put Fortnite up here. Mm, yeah. But, but, like, you totally, yeah, you see a, a leaning towards single-player games in the yeah. uh, Game of the Year category. I'm interested, like, Celeste being on here, like, surprises me a little bit because it's an indie game. Like, it's, it was fantastic, and it got a lot of, like, really, like, good praise and stuff like that. So I'm happy to see that on there. It's one of my favorite games. It's a 10 in my book. Like, there's a couple of 10s on here, actually. Uh, three 10s <laughs> of the games that I've played on here. And uh, that would be uh, Celeste, God of War, and then Red Dead Redemption 2. Like, it's, like, it's wild that that game is on there, though, because it is a smaller indie platformer, 2D pixel art like it's, yeah. it, it also kind of stands out to me in the, on that front on the artistic and gameplay front versus all of these open world like large scale graphically intense games you know yeah the the, the games i think will like have a shot probably at taking this home assassin's creed god of war and red dead redemption yeah i'll i'll back that up i'll say like if if it probably will come down to two, it'll probably come down to God of War and Red Dead Redemption two. Like those right. are the like those are the two that are kind of in I don't my know, brain. Like, that's the thing though. Sure. Yeah. But Assassin's Creed has like had a lot, a lot, a lot of buzz yeah. from a lot of media outlets and a lot of people well, since it released. And it's a lot of like it's a it's a game that has reached a lot of people. Like, I think it came out at a really good time as yeah. well. Like it can kind of beat out Red Dead and like it yeah. came out like at a good time where there was like, oh, there's a couple of weeks and then there was like it was the only thing that out was out at the same time was um I, I think it was like Laura uh, Tomb Raider. Yeah. And it's like it 
like just kind of being the Assassin's Creed franchise is just a big deal. And like, that was a slow burn too of like, you started hearing people be like, hey, Assassin's Creed is actually really good this mm-hmm. year. Oh, it's really good this year. All the narrative is really, all the gameplay is super fun. And like, you just, I kind of heard like more and more about it, making me want to play it. I've never like really gotten into the Assassin's Creed franchise, but this one I'm like with the RPG mechanics, with the like story, like the way that you can choose like these different uh, paths you can take and like yeah. what type of a character you're going to play. Like it it's feels very, really cool. It's very like it's it's hitting all of the things that I like about things. I've heard yeah. that it's also very video gamey. I like things that are very video gamey. All right, so the next category. Do we want to make do we want to make predictions on each one of these? No, we just do it just from gut feeling. I think just okay. So yeah, let's do that. Okay. Like, yeah. So what do you say? What's gonna take it home, man? Of this list, I'm going to say. Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm going to say God of War takes it home. Mm. My feeling is God of War, uh, Red Dead Redemption, amazing. Well, yeah, okay. But God of War, I feel like it is like it was it came out at a time earlier this year where like there was nothing else. Yeah. And like I feel like it was the standout of like, oh, the best game of this year all the way through like the summer. Like, so I, it didn't really have much competition until. Spider-Man kind of came out. Well, that's not really what the game of the year is about, though. No, but I'm just saying, like, mindshare, like, people are probably going to vote for, like, what they, like, thought about the most this year, of, like, oh, that game was the best game this year. So they might have, like, these, like, hey, I've been mulling over God of War for longer than uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Maybe. I think you can filter that stuff out, though. I think, like, if you're, if you're self-aware... Yeah. Uh, totally. Because these are outlets. Like, this right. is a... Right. These, this isn't a person... These are outlets voting on these. Yeah. So, like, that's where I think that they can weed that kind of stuff out. Hmm. Um, and I'm not really necessarily wanting, like, a uh, with these predictions, like, an in-depth reasoning. Yeah, yeah. Like, what do I... Like, it's just literally a, just, like, what do you what think? What do you think? I like yeah. it. I like yeah. it. Um, so let's move on to Best Ongoing Game. Mm-hmm. Awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. Destiny 2, Forsaken... Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Overwatch, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Um, I mean, this could basically be called the Games as a Service category. Right. Um, Except for No Man's Sky. Is that a Games as a Service? It's not really a Games as a Service. Like, that's the one that stands out in here. Like, that's the only game in here that really, like, it got a huge update this year. Um, But it, like, I don't know. It's it's not necessarily... I mean, by the definite... I mean, that's the... Games of service just means you are. It means basically this: like that you're ongoing, like you're delivering ongoing content, which they have mm-hmm. been. Yeah. Like no Man's Sky since it, it released has been constantly updating, constantly evolving, and I think they have like another patch coming now. Even like they've been talking about. So like, uh, I don't, I don't like where it kind of gets into it, like okay, are we talking about games that have microtransactions too? Like mm-hmm. how like, but we're not we're not defining them by their monetization. That's true. We're talking about like how often they update. Um that makes sense because like I, I always define <coughs> it as like, oh, there's a monetization strategy. Either like, hey, you buy a new DLC pack or there's like some sort of uh like, oh, you can get like loot packs or like you can do a season pass or something like that. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know how, like if we're just looking at the list, I think you know, Overwatch has been around for a while, Rainbow Six Siege has been around for a while. New Man's Sky, yeah, you're right. It's a little more niche, um, and uh, Destiny is, you know, Destiny. I don't know how Fortnite doesn't win this category. I don't know how it doesn't either because I think like from everyone, like literally 
if you look at the the even the pace of updates and the pace of like how are we releasing content and like what are we communicating with the like community like all of those things of like yeah. this is what's coming next this is what's this week and then like you obviously have things planned well into the future Fortnite wins on every single account like if you're looking at like how they how they lay out their content it's like it's no brainer Fortnite yeah. Uh, best game direction awarded to a game studio for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. A Way Out, Detroit to Become Human, God of War, Marvel's Spider Man, Red Dead Redemption Two. Mm. So creative vision and innovative in game direction. I think these are all really good. Like I mean, even A Way Out, which is kind of it's an indie studio, but it's published by EA. But like the the gameplay, the fact that it's local co op. Split screen the entire time. Yeah, like and where then, it's like and it changes like shape and that sort of thing depending on where you're at in the story. Well, and, and even if you play it single player, like you're still split screen with the other character, right? And so like that, like just that innovation. I mean, I think it it can hold its own with things like uh, God of War, Spider Man, Red Redemption Two. I don't know a whole lot about uh, Detroit Become Human. As far as yeah, as far as creativity, like creative vision, like I mean that that phrase right there of like in this description makes me think like yeah, this one definitely does. I also think it has a has a something going for it in that it's a shorter game. Yeah. Um, where it's like oh, you gotta play for like forty hours to beat some of these games. Red Dead Redemption Two, it's like oh, you gotta play for a lot of time. So like I think a way out is more accessible in that way too. Of just like hey, you can play this game in a few hours. You yeah. Know? If if we're saying like the way that this is worded, outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design, um, I'm gonna say a way out wins. <laughs> um, but I think like as a prediction, I think um, probably God of War will take this one. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like and along that front, like yeah, if you go straight up by by the book of how that goes, a way out probably. I would have to probably go mm, a way out, but. I do think God of War, like because it's such a complete package, it's like I feel like it's gonna take this one too. Best narrative for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game: Detroit Become Human, God of War, Life is Strange Two, Episode One, Marvel Spider Man, and Red Dead Redemption Two. I think the weird like thing here is the Life is Strange Two, Episode One. Yeah, they've only had one episode out. The rest of the entire game is gonna be coming out like later this or next year. So you wonder is this gonna be under two years? Like are we gonna separate this episode? Like I don't know. It feels very strange to place like the first of a few segments of a thing into an award show like this. It's very yeah. very odd to me. Um This is the thing. I I mean I don't even know. Like I think Almost any of these could take it. I feel like the one that will take it, though, for me, would be Red Dead Redemption 2. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, just from a narrative perspective, that one, I mean, I haven't played Detroit Become Human. I've heard that that, that's really good from a narrative perspective. But I've also heard, like, depending on the choices you make, it could also be, like, really weird from a narrative perspective sometimes. Yeah. so I really feel like of the three games that I've played on here, of God of War, Marvel, Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, I feel like Red Dead Redemption 2, just in the way that they build the emotion and the mm-hmm. way that like, hey, this story kind of unfolds over the course of time. And it's like, oh, these are like 
sometimes like I'll just wander into the camp and it's like there's something going on that's like uh, this is yeah, literally like true. a play playing out directly in front of me. This person's having an argument with this person, gets mad, goes over here, has a conversation over there. It, like it's yeah. it's ridiculous how the narrative builds in that <laughs> game. So I feel like from a quote unquote best narrative, yeah. even some of the sub narratives yeah. in in Red Dead Redemption <laughs> Two are like head and shoulders above above you know other games that I played this year. Yeah. So. Um, ha- Side note: Have you gone to any of the uh, the um, the shows? In, yes, yes. Aren't those crazy? <laughs> They're so weird, man. Good night. Uh, I'll go with you on that too. Red Dimension Two. You've convinced me, John. Best art direction for outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation: hmm. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Octopath Traveler, Red Dead Redemption Two, Return of the Obra Dinn. So, uh, man, two, two kind of more indie, like Octopus Traveler isn't really indie, but it kind of is. It was an indie studio, but major publisher. Square Enix. Uh, Square Enix and Acquire. Nintendo. It also looks like if you look at it, it stands out from the rest of these, as does Re- Return of the Oberdin. Yeah. Like, so this is the first time that I've really like heard it, but then I kind of, I watched the trailer and it looks really cool. So yeah. like, I kind of want to check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I love those smaller indie games of course i mean it's like it's such a cool like idea behind (laughs) it of like oh this ship just like this lost ship appears in port one day and you're like you have to figure out the mystery of the oberdin it's like oh my goodness this sounds awesome honestly like if i'm gonna make a i i think assassin's creed is gonna take this you think so but uh yeah like if we're talking about technical Mm. and artistic design and animation Mm. um yeah okay so there's two ways that i could take this is like okay how how realistic like do we get here if i look at the realistic games of like oh the assassin's creed's going for some re- amount of realism god of war is going for some realism red dead redemption is going for some realism i don't know like but then at the same time like you said it's the artistic design yeah. and animation where it's like ooh the artistic design in assassin's creed could be could be there animation like if you if i include that that rules out octopath traveler because it's like oh artistic design octopath traveler wins because you have this kind of light box 3d thing going on there i don't know it's really weird I, I could go either way on this one um i'll go with assassin's creed with you i think that's a that's mm. a good call i think that's a strong strong suggestion best score slash music presented by spotify for outstanding music i love that it's inclusive of score and original song and or licensed soundtrack, which, by the way, I have not, I, I can't not find the Reddit Redemption 2 soundtrack if it's even available yet. I don't think it exists yet. Uh, Celeste, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Nino Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdom, Octopath Traveler, Reddit Redemption 2. I don't know <laughs> what the music from Octopath, Nino Kuni, uh, or God of War sounds like. Actually, no, I have heard some themes from God of War. I'm going to say Celeste. That's what I would I've say. Even, I haven't even played that game and I listened to that soundtrack. It's so good. And like the funny thing about that soundtrack specifically is that it fits so well with the game where like they've talked about uh, Matt, the the leader of that studio, as well as uh, uh, Lena Rain. She's talked about how like some things that they would send her gameplay and she'd be like, okay, I'm going to time this out to be like with this gameplay. But then sometimes she would send them a song, like a piece of a, a, a sound, and then they would program whatever series of jumps to that song. And it's like where it's like you have this kind of a handshake of music Music influencing gameplay and gameplay influencing music, and it all builds into like all of the themes are included in the final level of that 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 game, and it's like ah, fantastic! I I'm right there with you. Where it's like I personally 
love, like still listen to on the weekly, the uh, soundtrack for Celeste. So I would go with Celeste. Best audio design presented by Dolby, recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design. Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Forza Horizon 4, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, this is a hard one. Well, I think the top two contenders, um, not having played God of War, but having seen like gameplay of it. Yeah. This one doesn't like God of War doesn't doesn't rank on the top of this one for me. I think Forza Horizon Four mm-hmm. and Red Dead Redemption Two are the two that stand out. Agreed. And I think they both do two different things. Red Dead Redemption Two, the audio is there. They want it to blend together with everything else, so it's very natural. It yeah. is rare unless like one of the characters is playing a song randomly or like a harmonica, like. Oh man, okay, now all of a sudden I'm paying attention to the audio. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm not. But whenever I do, there's so much going well, on. Well, you're just in the world, like where there's birds. Like I, I just recently like have have headphones now. Yeah. Um, and it's like as I'm riding by, it's like, oh, there's a bird in that tree, there's a bird in that tree, there's a you know, and it's like, oh, there's like something splashing in the water over there. Deer just crashed through those <laughs> woods over there, and I can't I don't even know where that thing is. I haven't seen the deer, I just know it's there. Yeah. So like if you really kind of just exist in that world and like listen, it's the same as if you were out in the wilderness of your world and just kind of listen to the wildlife and then, oh there's a squirrel over there and those you know so like that blows my mind but on the other hand forza horizon 4 like the the engine of that game like yes. the the car sounds yeah. the world sounds like whenever you hit like a uh, a rock wall or like hit the dirt rather than the the the, uh, the road or the snow or like all of these things are unique sounds and uniquely designed to like give you this like kind of visceral like tactile feeling of like i'm driving through this material i don't well, know even the way that they use uh, so like so yeah so if red Dead, the audio is supposed to be pretty transparent you're not supposed to notice it most of the time yeah and forza horizon 4 you're supposed to notice it you're supposed to notice the That's roar of the engine and the uh the sound of the tires on the snow or the grass or the road mm-hmm. or whatever and then also the music on yeah. top of it and even things like it's interesting whenever you're in a like for instance long race, they don't switch songs; they just repeat. Yeah, and uh, you kind of loop through the song, and like mm-hmm. all that's really done seamlessly. Whenever you end a race, yeah, we've talked about that. Somehow, like hits every time. It hits the biggest drop in the song, where yeah. like everything like kind of like goes slow mo as you cross the finish line, and then as soon as you cross the finish line, it hits the drop, and it's like, yeah. oh, this is amazing. I don't know, man. Like I, I feel like I could go. Uh, my prediction. Could go Forza Horizon Four on this one. Yeah, I'm gonna go Forza Horizon Four too. I mm. think it. I think it does a great job. I love it. I love it. Best performance awarded to an individual for voice over acting, motion, and or performance capture. Brian Deckert as Connor, Detroit Become Human. Christopher Judge as Kratos in God of War. Um, I'm gonna screw up this name, but Melisanti Mahunt as Cassandra in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan, Red Dead Redemption 2, man. Uh, Yuri Lowenthal as Peter Parker, Marvel Spider-Man. I think they all did a phenomenal job. I mean, mm-hmm. I, obviously I haven't played Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but I've seen some gameplay. And uh, Christopher Judge, uh, I've heard as well. I haven't seen really any gameplay of Detroit Become a Human, so I don't know. Dude, that game it came and went, man. When did it come out? It came out this like early, like in June or something. Like it came out like pre E3. Did it just get buried by E3 in my mind or something? I don't know. Like I don't even remember it releasing, dude. I mean, it it literally like came out like there was a lot of like marketing like a couple months before it came out, but then like as soon as it came out, like there was nothing. I mean, the last thing I remember is seeing 
trailers from E3 last year. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Well, it wasn't at E3. This, it, so it came out before E3 because they were like, oh, just, I don't know. It's very strange. I mean, apparently I'm going to have to pick it up. Like, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to play it. Yeah. But um, I just, yeah, I'm with you. I don't remember this thing coming out or even like happening. <laughs> yeah. But okay. Um, my, like, I'm, I'm torn. I mean, I realized like, oh man, uh, Spider-Man, like that was, that was fantastically done. But like, yeah. if I compare that to like, uh, Kratos and God of War, like the, the nuances of like that performance in, in like motion capture and that performance and stuff like that too, in addition to like the performance of like Arthur Morgan and that like, emo- like motion capture, like it's just like those two, it could, it's split for me. It could go either way on those two. Yeah, I think it's probably going to be God of War or Red Dead Redemption, Christopher Judge or Roger Clark. Um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see who, who does it. I mean, I'm, I'm really interested. I, I'm really like trying to figure out, like, I'm like, oh man, when am I going to have time to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Because I'm like wanting to pick this up now, like, especially having heard a lot about it and like, and looking down this list of like how many categories, like, Melisanthe being like nominated for the like uh like the best performance like Assassin's Creed has the like a nominee for best performance yeah, like that's pretty insane blows my mind um if I'm I'm just gonna go with my with my experience my gut and like for the prediction be like I'm gonna say Roger Clark or Arthur Morgan the one thing I will say about that is um and I, I've wanted to, I've I haven't really I've thought I've thought this I haven't verbalized this I relate to Arthur Morgan a lot more than I related to John Marston yeah. And even the voice actor mm-hmm. and the way that he like, not in this game, but in the first game, like, mm-hmm. and I was really attached to, yeah, uh, to John Marston, but well, I'm even more attached to, uh, Arthur Morgan. It's funny because like, did I say that right? Yes, you okay. did. Yeah. The, uh, the difference for, between those two characters to me is like that John Marston was always like kind of an empty shell ish type of a person where you're like, oh, I know something about my backstory, yeah. but I can kind of put myself into that character. And he was very, always very vague too. Right. Whereas like he was, yeah, he's very blurry where you're like, I don't know where you're like, what you're, you know, what's going on really in your motivations or like, mm-hmm. what's your, what, what's going on. Um, but like with Arthur Morgan, he's not me. Like there's like, whereas John, like, it's like, I could make the argument that I played the majority of that game as John, like, the same way I normally I would play like if I was this character. Whereas like with Arthur Morgan, it's like I clearly am not Arthur Morgan mm-hmm. and yet I relate to him more in that way. Where it's like mm-hmm. I know what your motivation is. I know why we're doing what we're doing. Let's, you know, let's roll. So I yeah. it's it's interesting. I'm I'm right there with you though. What's your prediction? Oh, oh man, I gotta make a prediction here. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's not too heavy. You know, yeah, I know. It's like again, it's a, like a coin flip there. So I'm gonna go the opposite of you, just yeah. just to be different. Like so, we don't do the right. same one. I'm gonna do uh, Kratos, God of War, Christopher Judge. All right, games for impact for a thought provoking game with a profound pro social meaning or message. <laughs> uh, whatever in the world pro social means, I've never heard that term until now. Maybe I'm living under a rock, but I feel like I'm pretty well read. Well, I think it just means it has a message. Yeah, it has like has like a, <laughs> has, a, a point. has a has a has a message a deep, a deep like point that we're trying to, the real to world. yeah we're trying to share with like a a perspective rather than it being which is like, still every game but whatever I mean well sort of I don't know sort of sort of I mean I think these for me I think these like for instance uh, Celeste dealing with anxiety yes um that those are I think I think what they're trying to get at is dealing with issues that are not normally dealt with inside games right well even like florence is on here and like florence and like dealing with okay yeah i won't spoil it (laughs) that's the whole thing oh my gosh it's a relationship yeah it's like dealing with a a relationship that like 
adults deal with, you know? It's yeah, like yeah. aspects of those relationships. Yeah. Um, so 11-11, Memories Retold, Celeste, Florence, Life is Strange 2, Episode 1, The Missing, J.J. Macfield, and The Island of Memories. So that's the one I don't know. Yeah, I don't know anything about that one. Um, I haven't played three of these. This is the first category where it's like, oh, I haven't played the majority of the, the games here. Um, obviously, Celeste and Florence, like I'm, uh, both of those games are fantastic. Yeah. And especially like if you're viewing them as like games for impact, the one, the game that had the most impact on me has been Celeste. Yeah. Um, and that's just because like it talks about and deals with things that I I have dealt with. So it's like it's just like yeah. it's interesting, you know. Yeah, I, uh, and like so, I, the one the one I played, I love. Florence, Florence was great. Like, um, it was such a uh, an unexpected experience. Agreed. Well, like I knew very little about it. Like that's the thing. Like, you should play that game knowing as little about it as possible. Yes, that's why I didn't want to spoil it. Right, and it, but it's like knowing, hey, this this is uh, this deals with with things that you'll relate to. Like uh, somebody who's like an adult will relate to this. Um, and it's yeah. like, and it does it in a really unique way. So, yeah. Florence, it's like three dollars on your phone. Buy it spend the 40 minutes and play through it. It's like, it's totally worth it. Like yeah. $3 for 40 minutes of entertainment and like thoughts for days and great music. So I'm just going to say, just cause that's the one I played Florence is my prediction. I like it. I'm going to say Celeste cause that's the one that of those two that hit me the hardest. Uh, best independent game for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system. Hmm. <laughs> Celeste dead cells into the breach return of the Ober Din. And the messenger, all fantastic games mm -hmm. from what I've heard. Uh, I could totally see. I, There's so many of these I could see winning. I, I they'll I, because of I think it, uh, it had a lot of buzz. I think either Celeste or Dead Cells. Mm. Um, and I'm gonna lean toward Dead Cells. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Celeste nominated for Game of the Year. Right. Like, it's and like, the fact that they also had like help from Nintendo and yeah, didn't I, they? I really do. Well, it's we like they launched that. they launched exclusively on the Nintendo Switch for the first like week or so, and so it's like they had a lot of like uh, marketing push from Nintendo in that on that front, where it's like that was one of the big big games that on the Nintendo Directs this year. Um, my thought is like Celeste. Like, I, I'm not. I don't think I would go with. I'm, I'm going to lean against that one. I think that one probably should win it in my mind, but I'm actually going to go down here to the messenger because mm. that came out recently um, and had a lot of people like, like talking about it um, and just like going, Hey, the messenger, the messenger, the messenger. And there's a unique thing with the messenger where it has like a time travel mechanic. Mm -hmm. And so you start in the past and you travel and travel to the future. And in the past it's eight bit and in the, the future it's 16 bit. Mm -hmm. And so, like that, like that hook, like really got a lot of people to talk about it and got a lot of people in yeah. the door. Yeah. So that's the one that I'm going to go with. The I, I could see any of these winning it, though. I could too. Best mobile game for the best game playable on a dedicated mobile device. Donut County sounds amazing just from the name. Have you? Uh, I have no idea what it is. Oh, dude. Okay. Uh. Well, it's, I mean, it's fascinating. It's it's a. Uh, it? There was actually a game that has ripped it off that came out before <laughs> it. Um, the, it's, it's a, uh, you have a, a hole okay. and you're like sucking up like stuff in the ground, like buildings and like, so, and the hole gets bigger as you go. And so it's like kind of a puzzle-esque game in that way. Hmm. And it has a narrative about a raccoon as well. Donut County does. Donut County. All right. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> it's, it's, it's supposedly it's wild. Uh, Donut County, Florence, Fortnite, PUBG Mobile, Reigns, Game of Thrones. 
So Which I've played Reigns. Uh, really? I talked about uh, Reigns, the first Reigns. Oh, it's the like swipe left, swipe right uh, yeah, back yeah. in the day. This is a Game of Thrones version of that. So like, yeah. it's like a yes or no, and like you go through and like you tell a story based on your decisions as a as a king or queen. Um, yeah, it's. I don't think that one will probably win it. I think it's kind of weird that Fortnite and PUBG are on this list. Like, I, I get it. <laughs> I, I'm not surprised at all. But this is the thing. So, like, I mean, I work with a lot of people who have uh, kids around, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Yeah. The primary way that they play Fortnite is on their mobile devices. Bro, you're blowing my mind. I hate it. I hate it. I know. It's I don't crazy. like it. I don't it's like crazy, it. Dude. It makes me feel bad. But like, those are makes... the kids who are killing me in there. I guarantee it. <laughs> They're on some touch screen somewhere. I know. They're being crazy. Some iPad Pro, you know? So, I mean, to the, this is to the point where, I mean, uh, the the thing that makes me think that, I mean, I would normally lean more towards like a traditional, like this was built for an iPhone rather than a game ported to an iPhone yeah. um, game. Like I would probably, you know, lean more towards like Florence or Donut County or Reigns, Game of Thrones. I'm not going to, I don't think. No, I, I th- I'm going to say Fortnite. Like to the, to the point where I mean, we talked about it on this show that schools were banning. Yeah phones and well, banning Fortnite because like kids were playing too much Fortnite at school. When you think like, about like the technical achievement of playing a game like that too. on your phone, like and it, the category is best mobile game. Like if yeah. you were to look at these, like which one of these games is the best? Well, what's been on the top of the, the, the charts in the iTunes yeah. store? Like Whereas personally, that. I would say the best game like for mobile is Florence because like yeah. it can't not be on your phone. And it, and it uses touchscreen in a way that's like makes sense with the story, right? Um, it uses uh, it's in a vertical uh, uh, portrait mode. Yeah, like it's not single a, hand. Yeah, single hand. You can do it all in one hand. Like it's it's a it's a mobile game. But again, and I would say it's the best one suited for mo- the platform specific, there. Built specifically for mobile. Yeah, but I'm gonna say Fortnite's gonna win this. Me too. <laughs> best VR <laughs> kind of makes game. me mad, Chris. <laughs> no, I th- I think I mean I think it's I think it's ama- <laughs> I mean think about you know even like. A year ago, yeah. Um, if someone came to me and said Fortnite or a game like Fortnite, as popular as it is, is going to be on mobile and it's going to run well, and people like because I mean honestly, yeah. Aside from the fact that I am not used to touch controls, mm-hmm. we are just not the generation for that. Sadly, like yeah. we've reached the point where like okay, the new like thing, the touch controls, we're not the people who are like. There's that's a, built for. There's a whole world of gamers that like literally like want touchscreen. Yeah, like that's the primary way that they want to play. They so, want to play, and they've built something that is uh, blows my mind, man. Is is done well. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, best best VR AR game for the best game experience playable in virtual or augmented reality, irrespective of platform. Augmented reality too. Interesting. I mean, Astro- no augmented reality made it on this list, but yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Astrobot Rescue Mission, mm-hmm. Beat Saber, mm-hmm. Firewall Zero Hour, Moss, Tetris Effect. People who play VR, I've heard fantastic things about every single one of these games. I'm going to tell you just, which one's going to win, John. Which one's going to win? Beat Saber. You think Beat Saber's going to win? 100%. I also love the idea that like I've seen, like you literally see Beat Saber happen like on like, you can show that game. Yeah. Like whereas some of these other games like Astrobot Rescue Mission, it just looks like, oh, this is a, a weird looking like 3D platformer. Yeah. Um, It's like, oh, Firewall Zero Hour actually looks like kind of a, a like semi janky uh, first person shooter, right? And VR, and then Moss looks fantastic. Like, oh, this is like a a, a side scrolling kind of a puzzle game. 
Moss, though, is like... Moss, and Tetris is obviously Tetris. Yeah. Tetris Effect, I've heard, is also phenomenal. Yeah, the, mu- but, the way the music drops and stuff like that uh-huh. looks amazing. Well, that's why, like, I think if, only, if, if anything's going to beat Beat Saber, it's going to be Tetris Effect. Yeah. That, like, about Moss, it's, it's like um, Lucky, Super Lucky's Tale. Like, it was, it's, a, it's a platformer built for, for VR, but it could also work just as well not in VR. Yeah. Like, for, for, to me, for a VR game to win, mm. it has to be, like, a VR experience. This is the only place you can get this. Um, mm. And that's why I think Beat Saber is going to win. Like, Beat Saber, like, middle of the summer, Beat Saber was all over the internet. Yeah, it was. Like, it blew up. It was. And, it's coming uh, to PlayStation I, VR I know. soon. So... I know I've been on the fence about PlayStation VR for a long time. Oh, yeah. Once Beat Saber comes to PlayStation VR, I am super considering getting it just for that game. I've heard that the only problem with the PlayStation one is that you can't, like, uh, download, like, songs for it. What does that mean? Like, so, like, on the PC, people, like, end users have, like, brought popular songs, like, that mm. have would you have to pay licensing for on a PlayStation so platform. So what do you play on PlayStation? So on PlayStation, there's, like, you know, 20 songs or something like that. Like, they just, they're, like, normal, like, not, like, pop music songs Why not songs just make whatever, it, like, so. like, Guitar Hero, where we can download, like, whatever songs it's we a, want? It's, like, a, the developer is, like, four people or something ridiculously small. Like, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll see if it has well, enough I'll success. Wait for, I'll wait for it to come out and see. Yeah, but I mean, man. it might be worth it regardless. Like for the like for the amount that you would pay for it for the PlayStation platform, it would probably be worth it anyway. Um, I'm gonna go Astrobot though because I heard whenever that originally came out right. that it was like the Mario 64 of uh, of a VR, and I was like, oh, that's yeah, like these are I mean, all the things like I can relate to that. Okay, I remember seeing Mario 64 and saying, this is what video games are now. <laughs> Best action game. Oh, we forgot some news. What's the news? Uh, Sony has said they're not making a um, Nintendo 64 classic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nintendo bummed. I'm bummed about that. Yeah, I'm bummed about that too. However... I will say like the, the way that he phrased it was like we're not inter- like we're not interested in that anytime in this foreseeable future. So my thought is like three years from now, whenever they're transitioning to their next console Definitely. and they need to fill well, in that, I, we're totally getting one then. I think it was funny how like he just blatantly like, hey, yeah, well, like I mean, we did the classics because it was filling the gap in yeah. hardware sales because I mean he didn't say this exactly. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, but. The Wii U was dead, yeah, and uh, the Switch wasn't out yet, so we needed something to sell over the holiday season, and so that was the classic, uh, the classic consoles. I it blows like sometimes like Reggie specifically like he'll be in interviews and it's like <laughs> sometimes he's like so cagey and he'll like give yeah. like these these like really pre canned like pre planned like things, but then sometimes he'll just drop something like that where it's like, no, literally we did that because like we needed something to sell, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh gosh okay cool. okay right. sweet best action this was going a lot slower than i thought it would but that's okay yep. best action game for the best game in the action genre focused on combat focused on combat okay mm. call of duty black ops 4 dead cells destiny 2 forsaken far cry 5 did that come out this year yeah or last year early this year early you're right it did like february Mega Man 11 Came out like Monster Hunter came out the end of January or early February, and then like literally like a month later, Far Cry came out. Um, the the standouts like that like don't fit necessarily because like looks like first person shooter, first person shooter, first person shooter, and then two side scrolling platformers. It's yeah. like mm, I don't know. It's interesting. Like best action. Oh next. Oh okay. The next one is best action action adventure game. That's interesting. Okay, so yeah, it's a weird differentiation. I mean, is if I'm puzzles? gonna if I'm gonna throw something on this like. Uh, my my big question is: Has 
Destiny Two Forsaken, is it being judged on the merits of what it is become now? Yeah. Or is it being judged on the merits of what it was when it released? What it's become now, because that first for Destiny Two Forsaken is yeah. the most recent. Um, so I would say I would say Destiny Two Forsaken should win this then. Yeah, I mean, I'll kind of lean there with you because, like, I would say, like, weird Far Cry Five is on here. Yeah, that's a weird one. And then, like, again, like, like we have two side scrolling. Like, yeah, I'm have, okay with that. It's like, that, what, that are we, genres. what are like, we? Crushes genres. Like, it's still here? an action game. Yeah, it just seems like that's it. Hasn't Far Cry Five hasn't shown up anywhere else, and there's no other action game that could fit in here. Best game, yeah, and it's like best. best. Like that's game. the weird, and then there's action adventure is the next category. Yeah, and I think it's, it's like, either gonna be mm, Call of Duty or uh, or Destiny Two. That's where I'm at as well. The only thing like that that throws me off is like Dead Cells, where I'm like, this is like one of those categories where I feel like Dead Cells could like sneak in and win it. Yeah. So I'm gonna say Dead Cells. All right, I'm gonna go with Destiny. Best action adventure game for the best action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. So the biggest thing that we have here is like we've added now to the puzzle to the description solving. puzzle solving and traversal. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Marvel's Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, Shadow, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. You know what I'm going to go with, Chris? Huh. Spider-Man. All right. It's going to be Spider-Man. Combat <laughs> the and only, traversal. The only thing about puzzle solving is the only... Because, like, combat and traversal, there's though, like... There. Yeah, there's puzzles, but it's, like, very light puzzle-ish. I don't know. Some of those, uh... Some those, of those DNA circ- strands. Yeah, some of those circuit boards got pretty complicated there. <laughs> I never, I never failed one. Like I never um, got it took, one it wrong. Took me a minute on some of them. Okay, I had to try. I had to try a couple, but I never. Yeah, I never got one. I mean, you can't get. <laughs> well, I'm saying I got it wrong? right the first try every single time. <laughs> okay, well, we're not all geniuses, John. <laughs> Listen, I'm terrible at puzzle games. Yeah, I, I thought this I was like a dumbed down puzzle game for me. I was like, hey, they've made this really I mean, I, easy for I, me. I, I thought they were still pretty. Uh, some of them were kind of tough. <laughs> took me a second for a couple of them. <laughs> Maybe it just took me twice as long, and I just didn't like actually <laughs> make the selections. Um, I. <laughs> Yeah, I think like this is a good a good spot for Spider Man and Tomb Raider to shine. Yeah, uh, with uh, the puzzle mechanics. I just think the buzz behind Tomb Raider was not as big as as Spider Man. Well, true, and like if we're talking about for talking about traversal, the, I mean obviously Spider Man runs away with it. Yeah, so traversal was so well. much fun. Yeah, best role playing game for the best game designed with rich player character customization and progression, including massively multiplayer experiences. Dragon Quest Eleven. Echoes of an Elusive Age, Monster Hunter World, Nino Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdom, Octopath Traveler, Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire. I know I'm, zero about basically everything except for Monster Hunter and Octopath Traveler. Octopath Traveler, I've played like the pre or like I played the the first chapter or whatever of that game, but other than that, I haven't played any of these. I can't speak to rich player character customization and progression or massively multiplayer experiences. I know I saw a lot of screenshots on Twitter of people's characters in Monster Hunter. I'm, I'm just going to say because of how popular it was, I'm going to go with Monster Hunter World. I'm going to pull like completely like left turn here. Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, uh, Microsoft owns them now. Ah, there it's, you go. It's obsidian. That's exciting. Best fighting game for the best game designed primarily around head-to-head combat. Again, a, a uh, category that I don't play a lot. Blast Blue. Cross Tag Battle, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Soul Calibur Six, and Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition. I literally have no opinion on this. I'm gonna genre. say Dragon Ball Fighters. You're right. That was earlier this year. Had a lot of good buzz. People love that. it. Yeah, yeah. It came to every platform as well. Switch is it's on Switch. Um, what is the uh, the DC 
Mortal Kombat clone. Oh, um, uh, oh, whatever it's Injustice. called. Yeah. Injustice 2 on sale right now. Ooh, that, on one, that one's one of those games that you can like play forever because yeah. they have the multiverse stuff. I have, I have Injustice 1, and it was great. I want to play uh, – I mean, I, and I've played Injustice 2. Mm. I kind of want to pick it up on sale and play through some of the campaigns. Well, and then the you can do like – if you do like the uh, – you go into the multiverse thing, you can like – if you want to upgrade specific pieces of gear and like – or get specific pieces of gear to drop, they're like limited time events that like – Oh, my gosh. I, I don't need any more of those. I know, bro. It's like it's like I said, you can play that game forever. Anyway, that's I mean, honestly. So if you're looking for a fighting game that you'll you'll die with it in your hands, there's it, that game. I I think in like in like a couple of years, there's gonna be this like total reversal where developers are gonna be like, we have no in-game events ever. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is, is our thing. This is a uh, what's the opposite of an ongoing game? Like, yeah. what's the opposite of a games as service? I know. I mean, right now it's like okay, you're getting Destiny, and getting Forza Horizon Four. Yeah, you're getting. You can uh, see if thieves, see if thieves, like all that. Where, but you can think about like, I mean, even like Red Dead Two, like online is going to happen like later this month. Like, what in the world? Um, that's supposed to launch in the end of November, so that's coming up very fast. Uh, God of War, though, like that's a game that had no DLC, and I'm literally sitting here going, "Why didn't you put out DLC?" <laughs> I realize I put so many hours in that game, and I did every single thing that that game had to offer. Because I gave you the experience I they would, wanted to give you. I would still go back for more. You got your money's worth. I know. They didn't I, I totally them back. did. Dude, like that's the thing about that game. Like, oh my gosh, I did everything. And then, like, whenever I got done, I was like, well, I guess I'll just close the game. <laughs> and it's just, like, I felt, felt like, sad because I was like, this is over. Like, I did yeah. every, like, if I went back and I would have to do everything again. And I felt like that with the first Red Dead. Yeah. Best family game for the best game appropriate for family play, irrespective of genre or platform. Mario Tennis Aces. Every single one of these is, is at least been marketed, like, extra heavily on Nintendo Switch, by the way. <laughs> Nintendo Labo. Overcooked 2. Overcooked is multi-platform. It is, but like they were in a bunch of Nintendo Directs. Yeah. And they had like, I think they were out early on Nintendo Switch. Starlink Battle for Atlas. Super Mario Party. Um, Starlink is also on everything, but they have exclusive Nintendo content with uh, Star Fox. I'm going to say, man, it's, 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 this is hard because you have Overcooked 2, Super Mario Party, and then Nintendo Labo was so different. That I feel like they could take it as well. Well, in family game, you think about like Nintendo Labo, like you build, like uh -huh. you actually spend, like rather than you know playing like Overcooked and like yelling chop the meat, you know, at your yeah, family. Best game you're like for family play. You're like playing, like building something with your family. I'm gonna go Labo. You're right. As like, opposed to Overcooked being, you're just getting frustrated with your family. Yeah, it's like that's like. If, yeah. <laughs> it's like hey, if you want to feud with your family, yeah. you know, I would literally want to end up punching <laughs> someone. Yeah, I'll um, go into the level as well. Yeah. Best strategy game. Best game focused on real-time or turn-based strategy <coughs> gameplay, irrespective of platform. This is another one I have no opinion on. The, I have some opinions. The Banner Saga 3, Battletech, Frostpunk, Into the Breach, Valkyria Chronicles 4. I know a, a reasonable amount. Of, I've played the ba Valkyria Chronicles 4, um, and I had know a reasonable amount and watched a lot of gameplay of Into the Breach, and then Banner Saga 3 as well. So uh, Banner Saga 3... I don't think it's going to get it because it's just the third in the franchise. I think with the one that's going to get it is Into the Breach. I was um, going to say that just because I've heard a lot about it. Specifically because it combines like strategy, like a top-down kind of like grid-based strategy thing with a roguelike. Mm. So like you go as far as you can, die, it resets, go back to the beginning with certain upgrades and go further the next time. Best sports slash racing game. They Why in the world do you put these together? I guess because you don't have enough racing to... Uh... 
have its own category. And what other game like would this be? For the best traditional and non-traditional sports and racing game, FIFA 19, Forza Horizon 4, Mario Tennis Aces, NBA 2K19, Pro Evolution Soccer 2019. <laughs> well, I can tell you right now, it's not going to be Pro Evolution Soccer. It's going to be either FIFA or Forza Horizon or Mario Tennis Aces. Mario Tennis Aces wasn't received super well. So I think FIFA or uh, Forza Horizon 4. That's where I'm at, too, because I don't think NBA wasn't really... Like, really I'm going to go with Forza Horizon. I, I, that's the only one I've played, so I'm going to say that one. It's fantastic. <laughs> Best multiplayer game for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences, irrespective of game genre. What did we have before that talked about massively multiplayer? Uh, that's a good question. Role-playing game. Yeah. RPG. Okay. So this is multiplayer game. Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Destiny 2 Forsaken, Fortnite, Monster Hunter World, Sea of Thieves. How does Fortnite not win this? I don't know. Agreed. Like, how does Fortnite not run away with everything? Like, everything it's is nominated, nominated for. for. Like, why wouldn't it? Like, yeah. Um, the only thing, like, I'll, I'll say here is, like, Sea of Thieves was very, like, it was different. ambitious. It was different. Like, because yeah. you're not in there, like... They had a unique... unique uh, it's not literally take on it. Yeah, it's neither co-op nor PVP exclusively. It's just like, oh, you just kind of go there and you have adventures. So yeah. it's interesting. But again, I don't see how Fortnite doesn't win this. Best student game awarded to the best student project created at the high school or college level. Combat 2018, Dash, Quasar, Jira, <coughs> Lif, or Life. I don't know how you pronounce it. It's L-I-F-F. Recharge. I want to play all these so I can speak intelligently about them. I'm not going to pick one. I'm not going to pick one either. Best debut indie game. Recognizing a new independent studio that released its first game in 2018. Winner selected by fan voting. So this one we actually have uh, say in. Exclusive. Direct, direct say in. Donut County, Florence, Moss, The Messenger, Yoku's Island Express. <laughs> you know what? I mean, who knows? I mean, the fans are voting on this. Yeah, that's wild because like the ones I'm going to rule out that it's not going to be Moss because not like not very many people have VR. And uh, and then Yoku's Island Express. I love Yoku's Island Express, but it's like how many people are interested in a pinball Metroidvania? I think a lot of people. I saw a lot of buzz about it I mean, maybe. after you start talking about it. Maybe. I mean, it's a really good game. Um, I don't know, man. Um, okay, so this is where we start getting to. Okay, all right, we can still comment on this. Best esports game for the game. Oh, wait, has... do we pick one of these uh, best oh. debut? I mean, or do you I mean, want to pick one? Uh, because it's fan voting, I don't, I don't know how I would know who would win. Me either. Best esports game for the game that has delivered the best overall esports experience to players, inclusive of tournaments, community support, and content updates, irrespective of genre or platform. Counter-Strike Go, Dota 2, Fortnite, League of Legends, Overwatch. I'm so not in this world. This is esports experience. Yeah. Uh, I have, like, probably a lot of the world this year. I've watched several Fortnite tournaments. Mm -hmm. um, I've also watched some League of Legends. I haven't watched any Dota 2. I watched some Counter-Strike Go to stuff, too. I mean, I don't know. I mean, who knows? I'm going to say Fortnite just because it's Fortnite. I'm going to say... Dota 2. Uh, then we get into uh, eSports Player, presented by Omen by HP. I'm not going to... We're not like this. I mean, why, why go through that? Let's, really let's not go through... Because uh, there's best um, eSports team then, best and the best eSports team. coach, yep. best eSports event, yep. best eSports host. 
Yeah. Best esports moment. And then we get into what used to be um, the uh, trending gamer, trending gamer, and it is the content creator of the year. Yep. So uh, which we they're all streamers this time. Doctor Lupo, Myth, Ninja, Pokemane, and Willy Rex. I'm gonna say Ninja because say, yeah, be- because of the. I mean, he was on the cover of ESPN Magazine. He has literally been the face of gaming all year i mean that's the thing like i mean i i I, I, i'm sure all of the other people put out amazing content but like as far as like of the year of the content creator of Of the the year year. like the 2018 this year if you were to say like to literally almost anyone it's like ninja has ascended from the like gaming sphere and was on like ellen yep and like i mean so it's like yeah it's like whenever whenever your mom and dad know who Ninja is <laughs> yeah. It's like he's the, he's clearly the cre- content creator of the year. Yep. Regardless of anything else, and like, it just is. This so. is this has been Ninja's year, which is I mean he played with Drake, like I mean all the things. That's where I I first heard about him. So like was like the the day after he played yeah. with Drake was like oh man he smashed so many records <laughs> by playing with Drake and I'm like who played with Drake yep. what what Fortnite what game who anyway yeah that's it that's the game awards. So uh, what are we talking about next week, John? Next week on the podcast. That's way far. That's more than a week from now, Chris. I haven't thought about it. Um, It doesn't look like there is a Mm. movie or anything. It looks like two, like in the middle of December. Um, Hopefully we can review because we've got some travel that weekend. I know both of us have some travel the weekend that Into the Spider-Verse comes out. (gasps) Um, Wait, so when does that come out? It comes out the 13th, so in like four, like a month no. from now, like one, two, when does, three weeks. When does Aquaman come out? Aquaman comes out like on the 21st, so the following week after that. Okay, hang on. What are we, when are, okay, so we're Alongside talk- Bumblebee. So ne- next week we don't know what we're talking about. Nope. The, the week, week after, after that, that is nothing. Spider-Verse? No, no. Uh, yeah, into the Spider-Verse. So no, that's two weeks from now, because next week would be the 30th. Oh, and then okay, the, so seventh, the next one. Then the 14th. <laughs> So the seventh, we don't know what we're talking about either. Right. And the fourteenth, that's into the Spider Verse. Yep. And, and we've got some. We've Aquaman. got some travel that weekend. Is the so Battle Angel still coming out? No, yeah. I don't think so. I think okay, that's still been delayed until next and summer. Bumble- so Aquaman and Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Take How your we- pick, man. Okay. How about you go to one, I'll go to the other. Then we re- <laughs> review both movies. We'll review them at the same time, <laughs> both talking about different movies. Yeah, exactly. Like we'll, you know, you'll talk about the story of one. I'll talk about the story of the other. But we won't ever reference which one we're talking about. No, you just got to keep track. Um. Sounds like a bad idea. Maybe we try to go see two movies that week. Oh my goodness, dude. That'd be intense. It's possible. That is possible, but it would be intense. We'll see. Yeah. Depends on like if they have like I'm previous not, showings I'm, I'm, or Yeah, whatever. I'm not talking about in the same night. We'd have to see, yeah. see one one night yeah. and one another night. That's the other thing. Like regardless of anything, right? Even if like even if the, the holiday travel takes us out of re- you know reviewing um Into the Spider-Verse that day, we will one hundred percent review Into the Spider-Verse. That's the That's movie the that I am the most excited about I know. I don't, this year. <clears throat> I think we can, man, it's just things going on in my throat. <laughs> um, I think we can pull that one off. Yeah. Possibly. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right. Because that's the thing. If we don't do it, it's going to be like three weeks before we do it. Man. That's the thing. It's like, it, I, I anticipate it being like one of one of the best movies of the year that I, we Agreed. will have seen. So. I can't wait for it. I'm so excited. 
I'm probably I'm at least gonna see it I twice. I may go see theaters. it multiple times. I know. I'm gonna see it once in 2D and then another time uh, in 3D. I have to see it in 3D. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. I want, is it gonna be an IMAX? Uh, that's a good question. I want to see an IMAX. Mm, mm, the biggest screen possible. Yeah. Spider Verse demands it. <laughs> is that a thing? No. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Oh, we need to talk Spider-verse about Spider-Verse doesn't we need demand to talk about a thing. Chris. We're counting down to episode 300 That's if you haven't right. heard. Um, what episode is this? 289. Wow, so we're 11 we're episodes close. away from episode 300 and we've been counting down through all of our old episodes uh, talking about them just to kind of like look back and half the time we don't know what we talked about. No, I mean half the time we titled we them really terrible strange. At titling those I don't things. understand. If I could go back and tell myself one thing. <laughs> we titled those podcasts differently. Don't say <laughs> crazy things. Okay. I remember like we, we were worried for a while there that it would spoil what we were talking about if we put the title. It's like nobody, nobody clicks it. <laughs> we were young. We didn't know. <laughs> we didn't know anything about marketing. Podcasting was young at, at the time, that too. Time. That's, that's true. It was the wild, wild west. That's right. All right. So we're going to start with episode 121. And go through episode 135. Yeah. Episode 121. This was in September of 2015. What's on our minds? Three. Speaking of terrible titles. <laughs> My goodness, Chris. The, 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 the trilogy. What's on our minds? <laughs> I have no idea, guys. Tell me what's on your minds. And Xbox One Elite, I guess, controller? What were we talking about then? Probably the controller. Yeah, that sounds right. Xbox One Elite Marvel Collector <laughs> Core. Did we start collecting at that point? Uh, was that before Avengers? I don't know. Avengers two, because Avengers two was uh, was the first. I'm gonna box. read you the the well, and and we said and smart houses. I'm gonna read you the description. <laughs> smart houses. What? This week, Chris and John talk about everything that's on their minds. Of course, good, good. The Xbox One Elite, the villains Marvel Collector Core box. So it okay, wasn't, it okay, wasn't so it wasn't the first one. Like it was like you know yeah later on. Cool. Fear the Walking Dead, Laura Croft, Sound Shapes. What was Sound Shapes? Oh, that's a game. What game was that? Sound shapes? It, I mean, I remember the name. Oh my gosh! Was it I real can good? see it in my head. It was fun. Sound shapes. Apple Series smart houses and Kanye West's announcement that he's running for president. It's legit. <laughs> These are just some of the topics we covered this week. Plus, a Batman Arkham Knight review update. Did we ever review that game? Batman well, Arkham guess, Knight. Yeah. Oh, what was the update for? Uh, What's that mean? That was like you were playing through uh, Batman Arkham Knight, and it was like your early impressions. Okay. It's a huge caffeine-fueled episode of Stand Target. Did we record that late or something? <sighs> Must have caffeine. What is going on, John? <laughs> this is all... Like, it's funny that the uh, the title is bad, but then the description gives no more, like, information, really. No. What were you looking up? Sound, sound Shapes. shapes. Yeah, 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 What yeah. was Sound Shapes? So Sound Shapes is a, is a rhythm strategy game. And, was it uh, mobile? No, it's for PS, uh, PS4 and Vita. Was I playing on Vita? Probably. What does it look like? The, oh, mm, mm, mm. I'm pl- playing the debut uh, trailer here. Let me zip forward. I must have been playing on Vita. This doesn't seem like a game I would play on it's, PS4. It, there it is. I like barely remember this game. Yeah, it's like all these bright colors. Yeah. Lots of shapes, lots of sounds. Man. All right. Uh, episode 122. Star Wars Shattered Empire Review. That was a great comic, mm. that miniseries. Mm. Was, wasn't, that was right after uh, Return of the Jedi is when it was set. Mm. Um, There's the so many good comics. The Journey to the Force Awakens has begun, is what we say in the uh, 
comments. And the guys are in the know, man. No. <laughs> we, we, uh, knew, we knew what was happening, man. What else to talk about news, it says. Episode 123, 123. Never had another one of those. Nope. Should we want Nintendo's next console to fail? Why would we talk? What is What kind of topic uh, is that? I know what that was about. It was about if it failed, if the next one failed, would they go multi-plat? This week, John and Chris. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, that was a good discussion. Uh, it's a good topic. I mean, it's, it's a good. That's a good. Uh, it would have got me in. I would have clicked that. That's a. That's Discuss a good the thought frozen, thing. You know? Pros and cons that would accompany the failure of Nintendo's next console. Yeah, we know the Nintendo NX is in development, but is it a good thing for gamers? Yes, a hundred percent, it is, dude. Do we I, want Nintendo to go the way of Sega, become a third-party developer? Never. No. Well, I, I mean, mean not not this one. Like not this time around. <laughs> not this, now. This console is fantastic. Just keep doing this, Nintendo. Yeah. Episode 124, Destiny, the Taken King review. Finally, they get Destiny right. That's funny. I mean, we didn't call it that. But oh, I, that's, I, that's what I, we should have called it. That was my comp. We oh, my gosh. We should have yeah, called we, we it that. I, we should go back and change yeah. it. We should uh, go back and change all of these. Plus, Conspiracy Cast, whatever that means. Um, it looks like apparently <laughs> we talk about conspiracies, is all it says. Oh, oh. What kind of conspiracies? I don't know. <laughs> All, all wow, there are lots of outrageous conspiracies in this world. Oh, yeah. So, is, that's not, so real. I mean, at some point, didn't we talk on the show recently in the last year about the flat earth theory? Yeah. And how I like watched a bunch of videos on that and how crazy it is. Oh, my gosh, dude. Uh, <laughs> I oh, can't man, I, dude. Like, oh. oh, my gosh. So, well, episode 125, The Martian Review. Mm. That, did you ever read the book? Mm-mm. Oh, my, John. Do I need, okay. I'll look up the audiobook. I'm on Audible, and so like I, I'm looking for like audiobooks to like be able to pop on. Have you seen the um, the movie? No. <gasps> I'm How completely on it. Then you you saw a lot of movies <laughs> that year, Chris. I know. Okay, so I was literally like sitting at home literally. The I think you spent like so much money and so much like that's what you did just all the time. Apparently, you just went to movies. 2015, I just went to a bunch of movies. Well, and we also like at the time we're getting a lot more. Like Nashville was having a lot more of the press screens. Yeah. At the time, like nowadays, I feel like there aren't that many press screenings. And then I think there are. I think I'm just not keeping track of them like I used to. I mean, because I used to like troll the, yeah. the Twitter account all the time. Yeah. And I don't even know if it's. I think I I unsubscribed from the uh, updates on that, like mm. notifications and stuff. Um, oh yeah, wait. In Utah, I so I reviewed The Martian, mm-hmm. and you talked about Star Wars Tops trading cards. Aha! That's whenever we kind of got into that for a while. Yeah, I have a lot of those sitting over there. I, I still still love them. I still wish. Here's what I wish, Chris, that those were all limited time things, and it's like I wish that I could buy those packs and like finish those sets. Yeah. But they yeah. just don't. You know, like after a certain period of time, they just stop printing them because like they're. They have their numbers where it's like this is one of X number of cards, hundred cards or yeah. whatever, and so like I can never collect all of these. I was gonna go back to if, uh, before you um, look at the reviews on the audiobook for uh, the Martian. There's a lot of technical language in there. Mm, that and could I'm get wondering boring. if it gets boring whenever he's talking about like. Okay. And I think the book, if I remember right, had like drawings and stuff in it, like ah. maps. To understand what was happening. Well, then I may not be able to do that. It's just audiobooks just, right just, now. Just double check. Are way easier to hold a baby and listen Definitely. to it, like and read, like have have someone read to me. Yeah. Than it is to hold a book and a baby at the same time. Regardless, either one. Like if, if it's a question of either. Re- listening to it on audiobook or mm. never reading it yeah listen to it on audiobook I'm definitely gonna do that probably episode 126 the flash season two and arrow season four reviews nice so we concluded both of those and will video game voice actors go on strike the and answer y- was yes yes they did the answer was yes episode 127 
The Walking Dead Season 6 premiere review. And that's it, apparently. That's funny because like I wouldn't have watched that one. Well, in the way we were, it says uh, Chris and John <laughs> review the season six premiere of ANC's The Walking Dead. I mean, I don't know that I watched did that you, one. Did you watch it? No, I stopped watching after season like four. I don't know. It says you did. Strange. Implies you did. I may have like I may have like just watched it one off, like been like oh, I don't care about spoilers, and then yeah. just gone in. You know. Episode one twenty eight, the final Star Wars trailer review before the actual movie comes out. And meeting Greg Miller from Kind of Funny. Yeah. We met Greg Miller. I forgot all, that was all awesome. about that. That was, that was awesome. And we talked about earthquakes, apparently. Earthquakes, man. We probably talked about that giant earthquake oh, yeah. that's supposed to happen in the north. The big northwest. one. Yeah, and the like, big one or whatever. Seattle. Yeah, like there's that article that, oh my gosh. Yeah, a, like I, think, a, I, think, I think it's on Time or The New Yorker or something in like the that. The New Yorker, I think is what it was. Yeah, there was that article and then there's like the explanation of that article. Yeah, the, and it's all like very like scientific, like, oh man, this is like, it, speaking of scientific things, like where it's like, oh, in-depth kind of things, you're like, oh gosh, this is yeah. intense. Anyway. <laughs> Episode 129, Halloween and video games. This week, the guys talk about how... Halloween is being celebrated in video games from Destiny to Rocket League. They cover it all. We kind of talked about this year, yeah, this year as well. I they like also it. get their scary game recommendation. Singular. So. Which, like, which game did game we choose? What game did we both agree on that we chose <clears throat> as our scary game? I don't know, that's man. a lot of questions. Now, there's a lot of questions that I have about that. I mean, but that's a good good one because, like, you can click that and go, hey. Isn't that weird? I'm like, into that. It's like, I well, can this listen is to 2015. That yeah. I don't even remember my own past, no. John. Like, I don't remember, like, what like <laughs> what did I think in 2015? Like, what was... <laughs> also, I feel like, and maybe it's just because, like, as you get older, the sheer amount of things you have to remember and the yeah. sheer amount of life experience. But, like, I feel well, like... Well, whenever... you change your mind about, th- like, some small things like this of just, right. like, what, how you like a certain thing or whatever. But, like, whenever you're younger, you can literally... I could remember everything. Yeah. Everything. And now I'm just like, I don't know. What? Uh, what did we even talk? What games are there? I don't. All right. What did we think of that? You know, what yeah. was on our minds? Episode 135. No, sorry. 130. I'm trying to jump ahead. <laughs> Halo 5 Guardians Review is what I was trying to say. Boom. Uh, we need. I, I, I want to go back and play all the Halos again. It's been a long time it's since I've watched It's been too long since I played the, yeah. dude, Before the next one comes out, I feel like I'm going to have to like either watch it a very extensive video of yeah. like where where are we at with this story. Yeah. Um, but yeah. The Master Chief is back. Uh, review, blah, 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 blah. We also discussed the Xbox One's upcoming backwards compatibility and whether used Xbox 360 games will go up in price. Oh, that was a good question. That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know if it ever did. I think they have slightly where it's like you would find like some like ones $2 that like aren't, aren't like, available digitally. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. They also continue sharing their favorite Star Wars moments. Oh, I forgot we were doing that. Episode 131, Supergirl review, which I've still never seen. Oh, I, I watched the first one. Yeah. Um, but you had at the time I had. I watched the entire first season. I've watched like a lot of the second season. It's It's a good show. Episode 132, The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2 review, and Disneyland's Star Wars Season of the Force. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so. Uh, we would have been out there for the, r- about the races, dude. talk about a recent trip dude. to California. What, yeah, that would have so been for did, the Avengers races. Did we, like, record those other ones before we went out that there? That sounds right. Halo 5, Guardians. Yeah, we could have done that. And Supergirl, we need to review more games. 
I mean, that's the thing is like, but you have to finish them and like, oh I my know. gosh. We just, you need, know. we just need to set a goal. We the other thing have... like I was going to say was like, I, I back in that time frame, I was watching way more television than I watch now. Like I watch, yeah. I watch a reasonable amount of television, but they're all like half hour shows or they're all like cartoons or like it's, it, there's like. I watch a lot of shows I've already seen before now. Yeah, so like a lot of Seinfeld and I'll do some of that. Where it's like I'm going back through uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine and Bob's Burgers right now. Yeah, I'll pop in Bob's Burgers or like I'll pop on like uh, uh, Phineas and Ferb. Like I mean, there's just like it's just like oh, this is like comfort food where I'm not like watching a lot of television that's like riveting me to my seat or like whatever. Right, I'm watching stuff like you know. Um, like the new uh, She-Ra on Netflix. It's like, oh, yeah. this is a half-hour show. Don't have to think too much. And it's like, this is a really fun kind of a animation thing. I know. Cool. <laughs> um, episode 133, Captain America Civil War trailer and Legends of Tomorrow trailer. This was Thanksgiving week, November 27th, 2015. Oh, man. A good solid three years ago. Episode 134, The Game Awards 2015 review. Batman. When was the? When are the Game Awards? We didn't talk about that earlier. They're in December. Oh wait. Well, yes, I know that. <laughs> what day in December are we <laughs> looking at here? Because at um, some point we just talked about the movies. So at some point we're gonna have to like give a recap of what actually happened in the Game actually Awards. Actually, true. Yeah, you're one hundred percent right. Um, let me find, let me just search for it in the calendar. Right. Game Awards. I mean, did you put it in there? I didn't put it in. there. Oh, you haven't put it in there? No. Oh yeah, I can pull up Game Awards twenty seventeen. <laughs> I bet you it's right on the website that we were just looking at oh, for yeah, this definitely. stuff. Yeah. It's got to be here. I'm sure it's like up at the top I somewhere. Don't see it up at the top right now. Well, that's a mistake. Find out where to watch the show by clicking here. Like I have to click a link to figure out where to watch the show or when it is. Yeah, or when it is. Add to calendar. It still doesn't say when it is. It just says the time. Oh my gosh, like, It doesn't say the John. date. What What are we doing on this thing? Like, why don't we have this as a date? Thing? Okay, December sixth. When is there? That? It is. So two weeks from now. Uh, that is. And what day is that? Add to calendar. I'm gonna stay. This is this is way behind the scenes here. Uh, stay on target calendar there. What Boom. day is it on? Uh, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Thursday, December sixth. Oh, Thursday. Oh, that's what we did that last year too. We watched it, and then we podcasted oh, about dude, it. Dude, it's gonna be so late when that is, night. When is uh, when is? Uh, oh man, it starts at seven thirty and goes till ten thirty. Starts at seven thirty p.m. and goes to ten yeah, thirty. Goes to ten thirty p.m. I mean, the, the things mic- the things we do for our oh, for our fans, man. John. That's our that's going to be a rough one if 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 we do it that way, the same way we did last year. Woo! I mean, if we don't, yeah, we, like, if we don't. We're not talking about for a while. We're, we're button right up against uh, mm, Spider Man into the Spider Verse, mm, dude. I know that's we're going to have to. Yeah, that's intense, man. All right, so uh, we'll deal with that later. That was episode 134. We reviewed the Game Awards 2015 and Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice trailer. Um, oh, and Chris talks about why he doesn't like the latest Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice trailer and tells John why he shouldn't watch it. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be it. All right, the last one for 100%. tonight. Oh, man, this was such a cool time. Episode 135, Destiny, the Taken King, Sparrow Racing League review. Oh, so good. I know. And I miss Star it. Wars, Bring it back. The Force Awakens hype. Hype. Why is it why does it say hype hype? Hype hype. <laughs> we, we, we call Maybe it there's that hype thing? about the hype. Hype about the hype? Yeah. Um <laughs> I talked about my surprise 30th birthday party. Yeah. In there. That was a fun one. Yeah. We tricked you. 
I know. Yeah, that was amazing. We tricked you. We thought we were going to bring you back to your house to play some video games still, with like, Cody so, Moffat. I was kind of shocked. Happy birthday to Cody Moffat, by the way. The day we're recording this is his birthday. Oh, man. I need to text him. Yeah, that's good. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> While we're on the the, uh, the show. Live on the show. Texting texting Cody Moffat. No, I'm going to call him. Oh, call what's him. His, what's his phone number? I mean, I feel like he changes we're, his phone number Are we going to give out his phone number to the, uh, no, no, <laughs> the we're podcast we're listeners? But... Um, so I have a, uh, you're gonna have to bleep this out, John. <laughs> no. I have two numbers for him. All right. All right. You tell me which one's right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to call him. We'll see if he answers. We're going to put him on, um, speakerphone here. Your call has been forwarded. What? We're leaving a, a voicemail, guys. Jerk. Do sing. Sure. Yeah. Do we'll sing. sing him happy birthday. Uh, okay, it's, you got to wait till it leaves the message. Is not available. It doesn't even have his real, like, message on there. When you finish recording, you may hang out more or press one for more options. One. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Cody. Happy birthday to you. Cody, you're on the Sam Target podcast. Why is there so much noise in the background right now? I don't know. It's crazy. We called you. We wanted you to be on the podcast on your birthday, but uh, went straight to voicemail. So we, you're probably dead. Um, I guess we'll uh, talk to you later then. Bye. Oh man, I was texting with him earlier. I think today. it gave him. Uh, I think it. I think she repeated <laughs> his number. So you're, you have to bleep <laughs> oh, that out bleep too. It again. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I think I didn't even like notice all that. <laughs> What's funny is, what if we just left a voicemail on somebody else's? Like it's not even his number. Like That'd what if phenomenal. I gave you the wrong number? Well, we should call the other number then. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. But that's gonna be the wrong one. What if it's like? On, no, gonna... we can't. I literally texted him earlier today from the number we called. Okay. I think we're. I think we're good. All right. Well, we tried. We tried. That's it for this week. <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about next week, but we'll, we'll be back with a uh, another rambunctious and jam-packed episode <laughs> full of fun and frivolity and frivolous. That's what frivolity is. True. That's, that's the same uh, word. That's a great. This is throwing you I off, was, man. I was, I was just, I was just trying to like come up with some. I mean, you gotta shake it up every <laughs> once in a while, right? Where I've been saying the same thing for who knows how many episodes. <laughs> I wish I knew when I started this whole spiel. Yeah, what well, the actual like when it, when it solidified? Yeah, when it solidified into like what I say every week. I don't know. Yeah. Um, then there's the weeks that you've missed, and like I've completely butchered it. Yeah, but, exactly. You know. You can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com, on Twitter at chriswright250. And johnwright777. And always online at stayintargetpod. Please go to your podcast service of choice. Review us, tell your friends about us. Shout out to Patrick Hopkins for telling all his friends on Twitter about us. It was awesome. Yeah, we really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.